Well, good Friday morning, everybody. It is the 28th of January, and my title is, Why is Your Recovery So Critical? And it's pressing on message number two. I've worked with hundreds of men who are wanting to find freedom from porn and sex. Some do great in our 180 recovery program, and others not so much. So I'm always wrestling with how can we help them all? What do we need to tweak to make it better? Or if someone unsubscribes or leaves one of the online support teams, you know what? I still care about them and their recovery. However, what Alcoholics Anonymous says is true. The program does not work unless you work the program. And that's true with every program. Now, I understand not all programs work for everyone. I've known men who struggled for years with this issue. However, once their sin is discovered, it's so devastating to the spouse and family that they become super motivated to stop for a while. Then they discover that there are still powers working against them and they come to the conclusion that they really do need some help. Their lusts return with time if they're not dealt with. Porn is now omnipresent and available within seconds almost anywhere we are in the world with our smartphones. And with all the apps out there, I mean, we can do almost anything we need to do on our phone. We can talk, text, email, write, dictate, find anywhere on the maps, do our banking, do our shopping, and probably a hundred other things. By the way, 180 does have its own app in the Apple Store. And I could go on and on. How many apps do you have on your phone? And now that it's 5G, well, porn's going to be faster to get than ever. Yesterday, we talked about the Apostle Paul. And in spite of all of his accomplishments in his life, when he became a believer and a follower of Christ, he realized that the value of the accomplishments was equal to a pile of manure. In fact, those accomplishments worked against him once he had to leave town in a basket being let down by a rope over the city wall and at night. And in spite of all the pain he suffered, and I go into that in yesterday's email or podcast, but for today he writes, quote, But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. And that's what we need to do, brothers and sisters. We need to forget what is behind and press on. Because you know what? There's a lot more to your life than just a sexual addiction. Therefore, uh, we talked about why is it so important in the life of a follower of Christ to work on finding healing. 
And if it is so important to us to stop using porn and sex and begin living a life of sexual purity, why is it so difficult? Well, first, and we learned this yesterday, we need to grow in Christ and become more pure. And we need to do it for ourselves, but not by ourselves. You and I both know that this sin is one of the most addictive behaviors uh, and in time will destroy your life. We isolate out of shame and a wall goes up between who we really are and who we are pretending to be. Oh, I'm fine. No, you're not. Maintaining that in and of itself can be exhausting. Relationships with other people become shallow. And we don't let anyone know who we really are and what we really do. It can cost you your marriage. It can destroy your family. It will distance you from friends and co-workers, siblings and parents. And then deep down in your darkness, it has created an addiction and that addiction is a cancer that's going to destroy you. We're told this in Romans 6.23, the wages of sin is death. Now, we often use that uh, passage when we're sharing Christ with someone. But that phrase is addressed to the Christians in Rome and addressed to us. The wages of sin is death. That's what sin's going to bring into your life. But the gracious gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus, our Lord. So you know that the decision you make at the beginning of the day, it really is a life or death decision. And why is it so critical for every believer to take porn and sexual sin very seriously? And yesterday we learned the first why of our recovery. We need to do it for ourselves. Because if your spouse doesn't see you working on your recovery and seeing different behaviors than when you were under the spell of porn, uh, that's not going to work. But if she does see that and your behavior is changing, that will give both you and your spouse some hope. That does not have to be a part of your life until you die. Healing happens, my friends, and I, for one, have experienced it and am experiencing it and have learned how to teach others with the 180 Recovery Program biblical model. The second why is we need to do it for others. I know most of us feel like we're such a scumbag, pathetic loser that we have no value and cannot do anything for anyone. But that is a lie. And believing that lie leaves you pinned down and then getting dumped on. Listen, my friends, you need to understand your life still has value. And because you're here and alive, God can still use you in the lives of others around you. I like to say if you have a pulse then you have a purpose. Those around you all need you. 
You are a new creation in Christ, and you are sealed with the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of you, and by His power and His grace, you can be being transformed into someone who can genuinely love and care for others. I coached a very successful businessman a couple of years ago. And one of the exercises we do is to fill out a cost card where we add up how much has their sexual sin cost them already. And we try to get a bottom line number that's realistic to remind them of what they have already lost in income because of their sexual sin. Well, his number was $990,000 with a caveat. If his wife divorced him, the cost would skyrocket to $3. million. And since he was a successful owner of a successful company, it's not like he can't do it. He just needed the right motivation and a team of others to help him. Listen, when we, like Paul, begin forgetting what lies behind in our past, turning around and straining for what lies ahead, we can begin our healing. You know, it takes a lot of work on our part. However, we have the reality of the Spirit of God living in us who can actually have the power to change us. But it's going to require also being part of a community in which you can be healed with the help of others, and then you can begin to heal others who will want to follow you. Listen, I'm working on a new series of messages, and I've, I think I've got 12 of them finished. Uh, I hope to have it done by April 1st. But it is called Pressing On With Purpose. And I hope to have it finished soon and it'll be available online for you. Because we don't want to just stop our sexual sin. No, we want to move on. We want to experience the life God has for us. And there are ways to do that. In order to begin to experience the how, we teach and disciple men and they begin making progress within a community of other men. Because two fundamental laws of recovery are this. A lone sheep is a dead sheep, and recovery happens in community. Why are there so many AA meetings for alcoholics? 2.1 million places they can meet. Why are sexaholics meeting weekly in 60 different nations around the world? Why did Jesus have 12 disciples? Because everyone needs to be in a community where they can give and receive help, and it is in that community that others can help you, especially in the early stages of getting through withdrawal. So tomorrow, uh, we're going to move on to how does a Christian begin his recovery from this highly addictive behavior. God bless you, my friends. I hope you have a good weekend plan. 
and we will talk again tomorrow. Take care and goodbye.